We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends and lovely listeners. So how is your relationship with fear? This is a relationship everyone has to some degree or another. Now, there is such thing as healthy fear, which makes you slow down and pay attention. And then there's the other kind, the kind that paralyzes you and prevents you from doing what you were born to do. I used to have a terrifying relationship with fear until I looked at it a little deeper. And then I consciously decided to make friends with it. My fear did not go away all at once, but I did how to learn, learn how to deal with it more effectively listen to it, learn from it, and now today, fear does very little to slow me down. Fear will never again prevent me from doing the things my heart prompts me to do, from pursuing my dreams or exploring my passion. So if you're ready to trade your fear for faith, your terror for trust, and surrender whatever it is that's stopping you from living a life you love, you are in the right place here today on Journey to Center. We are here with Ryan O'Reilly. He's a leadership expert and the author of Shifting Gears, How to Harness Your Drive to Reach Your Potential and Accelerate Success. Ryan is also a keynote speaker, a workshop facilitator, and a coach for leaders and entrepreneurs. He is an associate certified coach with the International Coaching Federation and was a finalist in the ICF Ireland Coach of the Year Awards in 2015. Ryan is an expert that helps people dismantle their barriers so that they might manifest their truest potential. He's lived in the UK, the US, Australia, and Ireland, and has worked as a senior sales leader for three Fortune 100 companies for 15 years, including Apple and Dell. So Ryan, thank you so much for joining us here today on Empower Radio. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a real pleasure to be talking to you. Thank you. You as well. And I have to say, I love your book. There is a lot of incredible content, a lot of really interactive um, information and exercises that I really believe can help people um, move the direction of their dreams. So I just want to commend you. Well done on this book. Thank you very much. It's my first effort and uh, a lot of uh, of blood, sweat and a whole lot of tears went into it, but uh, I'm happy Uh, with the final results. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, I understand. I've written a couple myself and it does take something out of you, but it's satisfying once you get to the other side. And I've read a lot of books. So again, I'm just saying that this is a really, really good book. And I would like to just start with what prompted you to write this book? Yeah, so um, very good question. Um, so I suppose about three years ago, um, I was in a corporate career that I thought I was loving and I thought I was doing really well. And um, I had a very young family, um, you know, very small kids. And I was spending six or seven weeks on the road in an airplane and um, traveling around with work. And um, I suppose it came to a crux uh, one night in an airport when I was there overnight. And uh, I start talking about this at the start of the book, but it's um, it was a really kind of a AGM I had with myself, and I didn't like what I was where I was headed, and where I was headed was it was either going to be my family or work. That was the the crossroads I was on, and um, from that moment on, I started to have a bit of a meltdown, to be honest with you, and um, I really realised that I was stuck, and I didn't really like what I was doing. I was just doing it because you know I needed to pay bills and 
I thought it was a, a good career progression for myself. Um, I thought I was on the track to the next thing. You know, I'd been very driven, very focused on where I wanted to go. And then when I actually stood away from it, you know, I realized that I was consumed by it and that I wasn't really giving time to anything else that was really important, like what I was working for, <laughs> my family. Yes. And um, and I, I decided, after about nine months, I decided to leave this job and uh, it's a really toxic environment. But the big conclusion I got from it was that you know, like Jim Rohn said, you know, move, you're not a tree, you know. So, <laughs> and I think the, the biggest thing for people is that when we're stuck in those kinds of places, you know, we don't see any way out. And I didn't think there'd be any way out. I thought I'd have to stay there and endure that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, that's not true. You can you can just move. And about a year then after starting my own business and kind of going in the direction I want to go, um, I decided to write a book about the experience and um, and maybe maybe you would have someone else in the same situation so they wouldn't spend as long as me thinking about it. Oh, I, I hear you. I understand. And again, what I love about your book, it's very interactive. It's very engaging. It's not just your story, but you give a lot of action steps and you provoke a lot of thought, which I, I think really makes it personal to whoever it is that is reading yeah. the book. So Thank something you. I loved about your book was reading about fear, because I know for me, that is something that did absolutely paralyze me um, and prevent me from doing anything. I, I thought I was a tree. So it, it wasn't a pleasant experience. It's not fun to be a tree no, when you're actually a human being. So no, um, so what is it that we're afraid of? You know, I, I never really got to that. I just knew that I was afraid. And, and you did say something about when fear mugs you, it can, you know, it can prevent you from from doing anything in the future. And I, I think that, you know, a lot of scary things happen and it just paralyzed me from doing anything. So um, yeah, I'd like to I start with the different kinds of fear and, and how we can maybe start to work with them. Um, yeah, like, so fear is ever present. That's the first thing. And, you know, I interviewed a few people for this book and, and you know, I, I realized that cheapers, everyone has fear, you know, it, like it's not new and it's not different for any human being. You know, it's just how people might react to it or, or their experience of dealing with it. But everyone's afraid of something. And the person who tells you they're not, um, they're a good liar. Um, that's, what, that's what I've noticed in the people I've interviewed. They've been very honest about this stuff. And I interviewed NFL quarterbacks, as you know, and I interviewed people who are really experts in their field. And, you know, they all had pretty much the same slant and fear that it's there. Um, but you got to use it. Um, you, can't, you can't ignore it. Um, and fear, I suppose, comes in many shapes and forms, but it's basically our reptilian brain saying to us, listen, we're safe at the moment. Why would we step out of that comfort zone? You know, why would we get eaten by the tiger waiting outside the cave? This is what our reptilian brain is telling us, um, you know, but we don't need that anymore. You know, there isn't many tigers around where we live anymore, so it's not too bad. But, but when we go to do new things, we're afraid of the start line because of what it might bring or you know we're afraid of ending a relationship we're afraid of changing your career and it's all about anxiety about the future really to be honest with you when you boil it down um and it's um you know and i suppose the brave people out there the entrepreneurs of the world the people who are successful are, are the people who stop and take a step into that unknown and uh, and use fear as a, as a tool to help themselves get better so what you're saying is absolutely accurate. I think we are hardwired for fear. We're hardwired for survival. But once we've done that, we're not going to get to thrive. We're not going to thrive in our lives with fear at the driver's seat. So Ryan, I'm really interested to hear more about how we can start to either dismantle fear or use it to help us um, propel us forward on the path that 
we're really meant to walk. Yeah, I think the first the first thing to do with fear is write down what it is you're afraid of. Um, and uh, I use the example in the book of swimming. You know, I've I've had a love hate relationship with swimming for all of my life, and some close calls when I was younger and um, gave me this huge fear of water. But it wasn't water. I love water. It's I actually when I started to write it down and started to think about it, it's actually fear of deep water. Um, so get really specific about what it is you're afraid of. Um, and once you understand what it is you're afraid of, then, you know, write down the worst case scenario if the fear wins. You know, what happens? It, what is the worst thing that could happen? And usually when you ask this to people, um, you know, they say, oh, you know, I could lose my job or I could lose my house. And as long as you know that's the worst thing that could happen, then you, all you have to do is work back from there, really, you know. Right, because right. most most times the worst case scenario doesn't happen unless the odds are against you. Um, and then I suppose the next step is to list all excuses and reasons why you can't um, do something, you know, why you can't, um, why you can't uh, come up with a way to creatively think of getting past these barriers or getting past the things, the worst case scenarios, or even planning for the worst case scenarios. And then I suppose the fourth thing, and this is a team run through the book, is, you know, how hungry are you for what you want? You know, so if it's a new job and you're afraid of making that change, how, how hungry are you for a new job? Mm-hmm. And it really comes down to hunger at the end of the day, because, you know, if you want to climb that mountain, if you want to run that marathon, if you want to get a new job, if you want to get a new career, there really is nothing stopping you. It's just your fear. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're really hungry and driven about it, um, you'll understand that fear is your friend in, the, in that situation. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of a couple of points, I suppose. And then I suppose um, the, the other thing is, you know, is... Um, you know, what have you learned from facing your fears before? You know, is there any confidence there to be gotten from facing your fears before? And, you know, what have you overcome in your life? And usually you find, um, Tammy, you probably hear this all the time from your listeners and your your guests, but usually you find, you know, everyone has a story and everyone has a story of where they overcame fear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've gone out, we've gone to college, we've moved states, we've moved countries sometimes. We've, We've done other things in our lives that we can draw on so we can face the next piece of fear. Um, and then I suppose the last thing I'd say is to start living in the present a little bit more. You know, do a bit of an Eckhart toll on it and uh, actually forget about the future. You know, just live for the moment, play what's in front of you, um, have a plan certainly, but don't be worried about what's happening two months or three months from now. You know, you can get knocked down by a bus tomorrow and I'll be over anyway. There's no <laughs> point in worrying about it, you know. So no, you're right. And you bring up a good point. If you're in your fear, you're future fantasizing. You know, you're thinking about the future. You're not living in the present. So I, I think that's a very good point to reiterate. Yeah, and a lot of people do that. And, you know, I, like, and I'm guilty of this as well myself, you know, like I'm, I'm definitely not perfect in any of these things. But, um, you know, like when I find myself thinking about the future and thinking, oh, what if it doesn't work out? Um, you know, I stop for a second and just say, okay, let's just focus on today. What am I going to do today to get towards my goal? Um, and then if I do small things every day over the next week, maybe the fear won't be as big by the end of the week. Right. Maybe it will right. be, but I'll, I'll keep chipping away at it. I'll keep taking chunks out of that fear until I'm, I'm aware of what I'm doing. And I talked about the deep water a while ago. Like I've watched tons of videos of deep water divers um, and they look so serene in the water, yet I get into deep water and I start panicking. So, right. so I start, I'm starting to understand what I'm afraid of. And, you know, I'm, 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 I can't wait to get back into deep water now. Like I've started swimming again and I, I'm back into deep water and I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to get comfortable. That's, that's how I'm trying to face the fear, if that makes sense. 
No, it does. It really does. And and I know um, I've had the experience of what you're talking about as I've um, done little things that I've been afraid of and then met with success that has certainly um, supported me in cultivating more and more confidence. So now today, fear does not um, paralyze me. And and even, you know, a few years ago, I was asked to do this radio show and initially was I was very afraid. And I said, absolutely not. And I had to really look at why, because I had said I was ready for, you know, to step out and for a little bit bigger audience. And when this presented, it was like, no. And then I really had to look at my fear. Was my fear, was it just, was I saying no because I, it wasn't a fit or was I just afraid to stretch out of my comfort zone? And it was, it was certainly the latter. Um, and you have this great quote. It's hard to step away from our comfort zone and willingly go to the place where we push our own limits. The more we push ourselves away from where we're comfortable, the more we need to get a grip on our fear. When we do that, we can actually use fear to help us reach our goals faster. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think it was Bear Grylls. Um, you know, I think everyone knows Bear Grylls in America, right? But Bear Grylls, like he was the youngest um, youngest man to climb Everest. Uh, he's the leader of the Boy Scouts in the UK. And, you know, he's, he's, he's an all-around adventurer guy, whatever you'd call him. But he calls comfort zones comfort pits because zones ah. sound com- too comfortable. And ah. comfort pits are, you know, a pit is something you want to get out of quickly. Um, oh, and I, I think that's a really good way of looking at it. So, you know, if you feel comfortable in your life, you have to say, okay, I'm in a pit here. I need to get out of this pit and get uncomfortable. Um, and once you do that once, once you do it twice, once you do it three times, you're now building confidence in, in getting out there and being uncomfortable. And that's where the growth is going to happen for you personally. So true. And again, this is how we get to a life of thriving and joy and fulfillment. We can't we can't get there if we don't learn how to work with our fear. Um, and I know you say winning over fear gives us confidence to face bigger and ba- bolder challenges. Celebrate it, own it, conquer it. So yeah, to be able to take that time and go, you know what, I'm doing good. To be proud of yourself and say, you know what, I'm I'm stepping up, I'm stepping out. And, and it does give us that confidence. And I think it really helps us to trust ourselves more. And if you have that as a quality, I think um, success is inevitable. I, th- I think you're right. And um, like, if you like, I've, I studied um, entrepreneurs for the last twenty years. You know, I did my undergrad degree in with entrepreneurship, and um, you know, I studied the likes of uh, Branson and you know Jobs and whoever else. But like Branson, you know, like if you read his books, you know, he just trusted himself a hundred percent in everything he did. And, you know, he set up airlines without any money. He set up uh, cola companies. He set up he set up train companies. He set up, like, anything you can imagine, Branson put his hand to it. And he always backed himself. He always said, listen, we'll just go for it. We'll give it a go. Um, and there was always that kind of resounded um, trust in the fact that he could do it. Um, and, and I think that that has a lot to be admired because he's obviously very successful. He's obviously an entrepreneur we'd all aspire to be like. But, you know, he just doesn't uh, let fear win. Um, ever, you know, um, and the story of how he started Virgin Islands was because he bought an island randomly uh, for one hundred and thirty-five thousand pounds in the Virgin Islands, um, and he couldn't fly out there. And he picked up the phone to try and get a flight, and he could never get through. So he said, "Well, if I can't get through, then other people can't get through. So I'm going to charter a flight, and people are going to pay me to get out there." And off he did and chartered the plane, and then started Virgin, Virgin Atlantic just by that. So you know, it's it's all about trusting yourself and having that deep trust in your own core that you can you can do it. 
And I think that that's absolutely true. I know I, I've read a lot of his stuff as well. And he said his parents yeah. gave him that foundation of, of trusting himself. And that's for those of us that maybe weren't handed that as a child in our family of origin, doesn't mean we can't have it um, now. So yeah, that's, um, and, that's a great point, actually, about family of origin. Yes. I think a, a lot of the beliefs we have, um, you know, the self-limiting beliefs we have and fears um, are are created from the family of origin, right? They're the people that you grow up with when you're really small and they're the people that tell you, you can't do this and you can do that. And then you go to school and the same thing happens. Um, and it's really important to kind of separate yourself from the family of origin when you're going for something new, for example, because, you know, first of all, if you say it to the family of origin, they might say, you know, you can't, you can't be thinking like that. Um, you know, that's, that's crazy. Um, but, you know, you have to, you have to kind of, again, trust yourself and build that skill you know, it's like willpower. You can build it, right? It doesn't have to be hereditary. It doesn't have to be because no one else did it before or it doesn't because your family doesn't agree with it or think it's the right thing to do. If you think it's the right thing to do, then you should be able to build that skill and learn it. Yeah, and I think what you're saying is so important. It's taken me a while to develop that self-trust. And so um, I love, again, how you go into this in your book and really give people these concrete action steps that they can take to start to... Um, cultivate this relationship with themselves, which I think is the most important relationship we can ever have. So Ryan, I'd like to hear a little bit more from you now about how we can go deeper and develop that solid trust in ourselves. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? Um, you know, it's, um, I think like with the people I coach and you probably see the same as well, you know, um, I think sometimes people just second guess themselves and, um, I think the intuition that we naturally have, you know, if we've if we've come from good values and we've had a, a decent upbringing and, you know, we've you know we've got good education or we read books or whatever whatever your story is, you know, you can't beat a good gut feeling and, you know, gut feelings. Um, you know, the only times the only times most people listen to gut feelings is when when they fall in love, you know, and you know it's it's yeah it's, it's straight into this feeling of whatever, you know, but it's um it's it's. I think people have to start trusting their guts a little bit more and, you know, start kind of uh, rubbing things up against their values and saying, right, does this match what I'm about? Um, and if it matches what you're about, then, then you know, that should build the trust in yourself and your decisions. If you're trying to please someone else or get validation from someone else, then that's never going to help you trust yourself because you're always going to be second guessing yourself then because you're trying to please others and you're trying to think about what would please others in what you're doing. Um, and I ask this when I pe when I coach people, I'm like, you know, so who are you doing this for? Are you doing this for you, or are you doing this for someone else? And some people right. say, oh, I'm doing I'm doing this for my boss because my boss wants me to be this. I'm like, what do you want? They're like, well, I don't really know. Um, and you know, I, I I hear this all the time, and that's because they're not able to trust their own their own values, their own um, their own thought process around what they want to do. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, um, I suppose you know, uh, journaling and um, I talk about my the best boss I ever had. He's a Californian dude, actually, but he um, uh, he spent time in boys actually, but he um, he was brilliant and he used to journal all the time. And he told me about it one day, and I said, "Oh yeah, I must start that." And then when I became a coach, I used to tell people, oh, "You need to journal. You need to write down how you're feeling and what your emotions are." And somebody said to me one day, um, "Do you do it?" And I just looked at him and went, 
actually no. <laughs> <laughs> so so I said, right, I have to start I have to start playing playing, you know, doing what I do and following up what I say to people. So I started journaling and I haven't looked back because like journaling really gets you out of your conscious mind and into your subconscious mind and mm-hmm. gets you writing. And mm-hmm. once you start writing, you know, it's psychologically proven that it's actually a healing process, right? So whatever you're throwing down on the paper, just to get it out, just, you know, to understand how you're feeling, it also helps you understand, uh, you know, where your highs and your lows are. And so, you know, if one day you're writing about your feelings and you're feeling down and you're not feeling the greatest, the next day you could be feeling up, you know, you might be writing why that is and you start to learn about how the what the things are that you can trust to help you be more positive or have a different mindset or change your framing so um journaling is hugely important and it doesn't have to be steinbeck it doesn't have to be you know peter drucker it doesn't have to be these long paragraphs it just has to be a couple of paragraphs a couple of words even bullet points um and i coach an executive at the moment and he, he's a journal for the last three years and he keeps saying you know I, I look at this all the time but it's only bullet points i'm like whatever works for you i have another uh, coachee and she just uses spider diagrams that's how she journals so she throws down what's bothering her then throws off a couple of spider legs off and and, and tries to break it down to understand it and that's what her journey is full of so it's really whatever works for the individual but journey really works um, and it's a really good way to um, to get it out what's in your head on paper and, and to help you sleep better at night I like what There's you're saying yeah, I do believe that uh, engaging the subconscious mind is is really important and very powerful and effective in regards to, you know, clearing out the closets and and um, I think um, stepping up and ascending in our consciousness. And I I love this quote that you have: "If we trust ourselves, then others will see that confidence and either like it and be attracted to it or dislike it. And it's the attracted people you want in your life. So I think that that is such a great." Um, quote and it's so true i think water finds its own level so as we love ourselves more as we trust ourselves more as we relax into that place of authentic confidence and power that's who we attract and are attracted to i I think it's so right and um i I love that like you know water finds its own level because um like when I, whenever I start a session, I always start with an energy rating, right? You know, I don't don't mean to sound like I'm I'm a, a um, you know a, a special a special house heating specialist or anything like that. But I talk about energy, right? And talk about just positive energy. So what I do is I get the whole class that'd be in front of me to rate their energy from a zero to a ten, and I define it as ten is a Branson. Branson walked in the door right now. Everyone would be around him. Everyone would want to talk to him. Everyone would want to hear what he had to say. Everyone would want to be like him. Right, you know, and that's a ten, and then a zero is somebody who walks around and looks at the floor all the time. So, you know, where are you on that scale? And and I ask my class to come up and mark themselves on on this out of ten. And you know, people say, well, I'm a four. And so, why are you four? And they're like, well, it's Monday, you know, and traffic is bad. I go, okay, grand. So, how are you going to get to a six? You know, you don't have to get to a ten. How are you going to get to a six? Right. And 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 you know, if you get to a six, at least you're ending the day not as you started it. Um, and that's perfectly within our control. Um, and if you end on a six, you know, the next day, maybe you'll start at a six. So you're already increasing your energy. And if your energy is high, um, you know, people who have confidence attract confidence. So if you've ever stood in a room and, and you felt like you're on fire, you know, you felt like this is the best you've ever felt. And, you, you know, you're you're just really confident about yourself. And if you ever walk into a room full of people, I can guarantee you if you feel like that walking into a room, within five minutes people will be talking to you. And it's it's not just the words you say, it's it's how you it's how you act mm-hmm. and how you hold yourself. And people look to that, um, and people like that, and people who want to hang around with you. 
and not hanging around with you for any other reason other than they like your confidence, they like your vibe, and your vibe really does attract your tribe. Oh, I love that. And I know you're absolutely accurate. I'm, I'm a living example of a lot of the things that you talk about. And Ryan, I have to say, I'm super excited that you've agreed to do another show with me next week because I really want to go more into um, living up to our potential and success and the quality of fulfillment. Um, but before we wrap up here today, I would like you to do a shout out so people can connect with you so they can find your book and your website and get more of you. Thank you. Yeah, so the website is www.ryanoreillyinternational.com. spelt I-N-T-E-R-A-N-T-I-O-N-A-L dot com. And you get me on Twitter at Ryan O'Reilly I-N-T and on Instagram at Ryan O'Reilly I-N-T as well. And um, yeah, and any anybody who reaches out, I, I like, I'm delighted to engage and chat to anyone. So it's no problem. Yes, you are uh, very generous with your wisdom and your insights and your heart. I just absolutely love your energy. I'm going to give you a 10. <laughs> Thanks very much. I appreciate that. I'm more of a nine today, though. <laughs> well, what are you like when you're a ten? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. A nine's a pretty great place to hang out too. So, yeah, to nines are okay. Yes, I hope you're feeling like a nine and a 10 today. And if you're not, set your intention to go higher, no matter where you're at. Set the intention to go higher. I think we should be like spiritual rock climbers and supporting each other in going to these higher realms of fulfillment and joy and grace and ease. And be in touch with me, TammyBPhD.com. Download my free ebook, my guided meditation to help you clear that stuff in your subconscious mind that's not serving you and get to this higher ground. So God bless you. You're in my heart and prayers. Onward up. Bye for now.